Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. My pizza rolls are ready. I gotta get my pizza rolls. of leaving a legacy uh no dulcet tones of pat's voice welcome you to the cast this week uh he is going to be joining us a little bit later he is putting the kids to bed but to make up for it i invited two awesome guests onto the podcast this week we have the world gorger dragon bros (laughs) of (laughs) alex gardner and kyle morin welcome to the cast guys thanks for having us thanks for inviting us on (laughs) yeah two for the price of one this week um really been wanting to get you guys on the cast uh, to talk about the deck you've been posting a bunch on the Facebook group, and I must say, uh, your meme game is on point. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing for spending too much time on Reddit gains you, it's certainly meme knowledge. <laughs> I'll let the marketing department know it working. It's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. World Gorger Dragons marketing de- department is, you know, every penny is worth oh, yeah. it. Well spent. <laughs> well spent. <laughs> um, which is fun, uh, fitting because, you know, World Gorge of Dragons kind of been a meme deck for a long time. But, you know, enough uh, patience and perseverance. It's starting to pay off. You guys are getting some some good results and some wins with the deck. Yeah. No, you're, I'm about as surprised as you here. We, when, we first started, <laughs> <laughs> when we first started the stream, it was like we, we were just like, hey, Lexi such a fun format. You can do so many fun different things in it. And Alex is like, love this deck so much that we're just like, you know, let's just like let's just try playing it a little bit, see how it goes. Even if we don't win a bunch, like we just you know have make jokes, make memes, have fun. Yeah. And then like eventually, as we played it more and more, we're like, wait a minute, there might actually be something here that is actually. So good. the big breakthrough for the deck was right after Modern Horizons One came out. We were driving from New York City to Bearded Dragon in New Jersey, and I was like, the night before, I'm like, hey Kyle, I'm gonna play this pile, and he's like. Why don't you add green and play Ice Fang, Kotal, and Astrolabe? They do the same thing by drawing cards. And I was like, what? That works? <laughs> so um, I've been playing World Gorge of Dragon basically since the first weekly legacy when it was unbanned at my local game store um, in yeah. 2015. I, I, I was... I remember that being big yeah. news, and then not much came of it. Yeah. But I'm glad uh, it was still, you know, under under the radar, but making yeah. some waves. I've basically yeah. played just about every version you can possibly make and color combination and all that. And I have to say, it's been a wild ride. We never thought we'd get to the point where we're on such an amazing podcast with you guys, and we've really <laughs> oh, appreciated it. Fl- so I just wanted to say, flattery that. will get you everywhere. I, no, but I, I we're really <laughs> thankful for it, and the whole community is cheering us on today. And I just wanted to say thanks again before we get into awesome. it. So. Well, yeah, let, let's get into this because this list is very different from the World's Gorge Dragon deck I used to play back in the uh, early 2000s, (laughs) you know, right uh, before World Gorge Dragon was banned in Legacy. Um, Back in the day, it was much more of kind of your typical reanimator shell, whereas the list that you guys top aided the uh, the challenge with is completely different, (laughs) basically unrecognizable, like... 
Similar yeah. cards today compared to early 2000 is Animate Dead and World Gorger Dragon, and everything else is different. <laughs> Two made it. Two made it. <laughs> Two made it. Well, I guess Force Will, if you count Force, Force Will. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm splitting hairs <laughs> yeah. here, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I, I remember, because, like, Alex did a pretty good job explaining how we started here, where he was saying, where I was, the, the Ice Fang Kyle and Ashley part, but I think the part that he, at least that I remember, was when he was explaining the combo to me originally, he was like, so what you gotta do is you gotta put a Baleful Strix into play, you gotta draw a card, then you have to play a world two anime dead for World Gorger Dragon, and then you can like go off and do it like that. And I was like, well, wait a minute. All these new 2019 cards, we don't have to do it this way anymore. And also, Ice, Arkham's Astrolabe and Ice Fencoddle are like the core of like every stupid deck that everyone hates in Legacy <laughs> right now. So let's let's just join the club, right? Yeah. Let's just right, right. So that was like the start. That kind of got the ball rolling where we could kind of like make our core around that. And then like as we started testing it a little bit more, we found one of the biggest draws to this kind of style of deck versus like I'd say any other combo deck, whether it be like Reanimator, like the Epic Storm or Show and Tell, is it's able to play a really robust fair game plan against just like any deck where like sometimes you can go for combo where you just go like in two Manimate Dead, Flash and Coddle, win on turn two or turn three really fast. But like if the combo isn't really like what you want to be doing, you can just play a fair game where you just like play Ice Fang Coddles, Abrupt Decay your opponent's threats, Thought Seize their hand to pieces, Force Will, Kia Spell, and just kind of like win in like a way that doesn't have the combo at all and then when uro came around it was like so big because then entomb went from being like dead in the late game to being our best draw in the late game because you just entomb uro and get a four mana six six <laughs> from the graveyard for free yeah well so. let, let's walk through that so for our, our listeners who weren't playing uh back in the early 2000s or who have forgotten how the uh the combo works can you just kind of Explain the relationship between World Gorger Dragon and Animate Dead and how that, you know, rules mechanic works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So basically the way the combo works on like the mechanics level is you start by casting Entomb and then you get Dragon, which Entomb takes a card from your deck and puts it into your graveyard, any card you want. So if you're trying to go for combo, you would Entomb, put World Gorger Dragon into your graveyard. And once in your graveyard, you can cast Animate Dead targeting World Gorger Dragon, which the Animate Dead is essentially a reanimation spell. It's like an R that brings it back. So the way it works is you enchant your World Gorger Dragon, Animate Dead will pull the World Gorger Dragon from the graveyard onto the battlefield, World Gorger Dragon's enter the battlefield trigger will trigger, exiling all your permanents, and then which includes the Animate Dead, so once that trigger resolves, the Animate Dead is exiled from the World Gorger Dragon's ability, which then triggers the Animate Dead's ability, which whenever it would lead the battlefield, you sacrifice the creature that it was enchanting, which then causes World Gorger Dragon to die and go back to your graveyard, which then triggers the leaves the battlefield ability of World Gorger Dragon, which brings all your permanents back, <laughs> including the Animate Dead, which then you choose the World Gorger Dragon again, and then you rinse and repeat, and every time you do this loop, all your lands will enter in the battlefield untapped, so you will generate infinite mana, and any other permanent with an ETB ability, you will be able to trigger an arbitrarily large amount of time, so with Ice Fang Kotal, you can draw your deck... With Arkham's Astrolabe, you can also draw your deck. In the Snapcaster, we played that in a few of our earlier builds. If you play that, you can trigger, you can flash back your whole graveyard like the Og will. So many ways to win from there. Yeah, basically, World Gorger Dragon and Animate Dead are like matter and dark matter. Oh, yeah. They can't exist in the same <laughs> yeah. location at the same time. They cancel each other out. Uh, and basically, it just ends up causing your... In- basically, you flicker your entire board state. And yep. every time all your permanents leave battle, leave the battlefield and then come out, come back, 
even if they were tapped when they left, they come back untapped. And you can tap in response. So in this cycle, you just rinse and repeat, putting your lands out of the battlefield, back to the battlefield, tapping them for mana each time, generating infinite mana. And back in the day when I was playing World Gorgia Dragon, you know, two decades ago, <laughs> we we made infinite mana and we relied on having uh, something like Stroke of Genius in our hands to force our opponent to deck themselves. You jet generate infinite mana, cast Stroke of Genius targeting your opponent and make them draw infinite cards and lose the game on the spot. The win condition has gotten much more refined since then, it looks yeah. like. So we <laughs> were on Team Stroke of Genius for the longest time. We even got a little cocky about it. We put in the first write-up... Uh, <laughs> There's nothing better than Stroke of Genius for the win. We've tried everything. <laughs> then a nice little yeah. card called uh, Feowishes <laughs> came out and Torment a Hailfire, and it cut the amount of Moto Clicks is our uh, unit we use from yes. like 60, 70 plus to like 30. Which was true. Really nice. This is a very different deck in paper compared yes. to online. Because in paper, mm. you get to shortcut everything. You just say, okay, here's the combo. I make infinite mana. We yeah. cool? Okay. So yeah. there's a... Moto actually makes you do it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. Also, the, another beauty about Fae of Wishes is it's, I feel like this is a theme with like 2019, 2020 cards where like cards used to like have a downside or like a trade off when you did it. But like nowadays, all the cards are just like do everything. So in the example of Fae of Wishes, like most tutors like Fae of Wishes would usually be restricted in just being a tutor. But Fae of Wishes is also just a really like decent like creature when you don't when tutoring for something isn't optimal. Like a one four of a flying for two, that blocks a Delver. And it has blocked a Delver. And there's many games where I'll just go, let's play a Fae of Wishes. Oh no, I drew my World Gorge Dragon. Let's bounce the Fae back to hand, discarding World Gorge Dragon and just win that way. Yeah. It's like I don't yeah. know. Twenty nineteen cards, man. <laughs> Oh, and look at who is joining did, us. Did someone say 2019 cards? Ooh, is that a touchy <laughs> subject? <laughs> I, uh, I almost tweeted today, I, I wanted to just start talking about how Wizards has been an awful uh, steward of the game for the last 18 months, and someone should lose their job because of how much of a dumpster fire these last few sets have been. Are we the... Oh, uh, Pat, we don't call for people's Yeah, jobs. I'm about to start, Jerry. There's, uh, the, uh, <laughs> I can't so, do it. I can't do it. Are we like the doomsday clock has hit like two seconds because World Gorger is now playable? Like everything's yeah, actually, just yeah, falling is this, apart. <laughs> this might be a sign of the apocalypse. World Gorger Dragon is playable yeah. again. <laughs> People having extended uh, flashbacks are like, ah! It's kind of crazy because like, I couldn't, if you like told me like, what card could you imagine to make this deck better? I couldn't do it. But then you show me a card like Uro, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that'll do it. Like, I couldn't even imagine them printing something like this, but they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's actually go through this list uh, real quick for our, our listeners at home. So for the creature suite, uh, we got four Ice Fang Coatl, which is, I think, probably the only fair creature <laughs> in this deck um, that you're actually, you know, playing out. You have a Singleton Fae of Wishes. And remember, people, Singletons are... are not actually singletons that much in this deck because when you combo off, you draw your entire deck, correct? Mm -hmm. You know, basically, if you have an Ice Fang Coatl and then World Gorger Dragon, every time that Enter the Battlefield happens, not only do you untap all your lands to make infinite mana, you also get theoretical infinite Enter the Battlefield triggers. So you can just draw your deck out. Yeah, another nice thing about Fae Wishes is 
when you're trying to go off on Moto and trying to do it in as few clicks as possible, you can you can if you draw an entomb, you can entomb for the Fey of Wishes and then get back the Fey of Wishes with the Animate Dead while you're looping to not only break the loop but also get the Fey to your hand to save a lot of time. Yeah, that's actually a great thing to bring up. So originally, the reason why World's Gorge Dragon was banned back in the day was yes, it was powerful, but a big argument for it was it was causing all of these games to go to time. Because it was a uh, either intentional or unintentional draw mechanic where if you did animate dead on World Gorger Dragon with no other creatures in your graveyard, you would loop the game. Yes. There's no other target for animate dead. So animate dead and World Gorger Dragon are in a forced infinite loop that can't be broken. And that was a big argument for why World Gorger Dragon was to be banned. It was also power level reasons, don't get me wrong. You know, I think people think it was one or the other, and it's it's really a mix of both. But um, a key part of this combo is you do need another creature to target in order to stop the combo from just, you know, going on this infinite loop and causing the game to yeah. draw. So mm. an interesting note about that is uh, I would say, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, if you want, like, a very in-depth rules discussion on how to go to game four in paper, uh, we took, there's, like, six pages on it. It's very long, but... It's very good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think anyone who's gone to game four, five, or even six, that's my record. Oh my god. Um, has really annoyed LGS judges a lot. <laughs> my my record in like a F and M in like two thousand is I went to game nine. What? <laughs> it was the World Gorger Dragon mirror match. <laughs> oh, I am looking forward to that. Like as soon as it was just like a, a game of chicken, and as soon as one person seemed to get the edge, the other person would just loop the game. Yeah. <laughs> it always confuses my opponents when I uh um like surgical extraction, the only creature in my graveyard, and then combo. They said, "What's that for?" And I'm like, "Oh, shuffle up. We're going to game four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now the problem is because Magic Online, each player has their own clock. You can't force it. You just end up losing. Yes. Yeah, no, it's actually fundamentally different on Moto because of that. So yeah. it's kind of we've actually lost games on stream where I'm literally it's like, yeah, if this was real life, we'd be able to draw this guys, but. Moto, sorry, we yeah. can't do it. So um, it's a it different is, animal. It's a different. Yeah, animal. it it is fun having that reset condition. You know, oh, this game isn't going my way. Let's do another yeah, one. That's yeah. a big thing. <laughs> when uh, Three Fairy was printed, that was a completely valid strategy of how to win. Was oh, Three Fairy hits play at the time we we're playing Stroke of Genius, so we couldn't win. So you either do it in response with Necromancy, or you're going to have to go to you know draw the game. And um, these decks are so different than the online versions. Of course, because of quarantine and all that, we've really only played MTGO. But when pay-per-play opens again, it's going to be very strange because there's going to be two different versions of the list. We're going to have online and paper. And I don't know if there's a lot of other decks like that. Mm. But, um, yeah. you know, we got guys in the server talking about, and I've tried this win-conless World Gorge of Dragon, where you just loop Euro a bunch, draw 30-something cards, and you can't lose, because there's no one stopping you from doing that. And, uh, yeah. you know, you just set up a perfect hand, and you have your thought seizes, all the removal you could ever want, and that's something we want to test, it's just we can't right now. So, so, yeah. so I'm coming in a little late in the conversation, and I don't know if Jerry asked this question, but what was the, what was the impetus for you guys to try to go ham with World Gorger Dragon because it's a card that we've seen used in Legacy from time to time, but it, 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 and it, 
the people who play it seem to be fanatical about it. So what was the what was the I don't <laughs> so, know if you guys covered this, but if you haven't, what was the reason for you guys getting so deep into this deck? So Kyle was a little late to the party. It, in 2015, I was 16 years old, and I was looking through old the mana source links, mm-hmm. and I found developing decks World Gorger Dragon, something dated like when it was legal, and I was like, "What on earth is this?" So I took a look at it <laughs> and said, "I don't know how this works, but I want to play it." So I took that, took my Grixis Control Legacy deck, smashed them together, <laughs> went to FNM and uh, 4-0'd. and I was like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> so. Ever since then, it's been my main legacy deck for the past five years. Oh, wow. And I still have my original World Gorge Dragon. I have my, you know, my new fancy ones, of course. Sure, but, sure. Uh, the deck is so much more advanced than back then. And Kyle joined right when Modern Horizons 1 came out. And this is like when it was catapulted into the mainstream, or mainstream, is... Uh, when Ice Fang Kotal and Astrolabe, mm-hmm. and Kyle did a great job explaining this earlier, he said, basically, every disgusting 2019 afterwards mid-range pile of garbage plays eight of these, right? So why don't we? Mm. And they work with the combo, it's... because it allows for a turn two if you have Ice Fang Kotal in hand. Because you can turn one and two, turn two animate dead, loop one, splash a Kotal, and you win. Huh. Yeah, also another piece, uh, at least for me, because yeah, I'm really happy Alex was able to give his part first, because he he's been on this train way longer than <laughs> I have. So it's, like, I think our, our kind of our approaches to this have been very different. Mm-hmm. But I remember when, yeah, when Modern Horizons came out, and Ar- Arkham's Ashley and Ice Fang Kyle came out, and I, w- and, and I was just like looking at this deck, and I'm like, how is this not? I'm like, this is a two-card combo that wins the game for three mm-hmm. mana that is very hard to disrupt, and you can get your opponent... And you get to play two of the best cards in Legacy, arguably. How is this not good? Like, I'm, like, kind of a spiky sure. kind of guy. So I'm like, how are people not trying this, at least? Like, I'm not saying this is, like, the best thing people can be doing. But how is this, like, nobody is mm-hmm. doing this? So I was thinking, like, I, I got to at least try it for myself. Maybe I'll find out after a while. And it was, like, it was good. Even, like, when I just started before Uro came out and before Feya Wishes, it was still solid. I'm like, and then ever since then, we've kind of just been, like, Working on it slowly, it's slowly been getting better and worse depending on the its position sure, in the meta. Sure. Like I said this before, when Lurus was around, this deck was really mm-hmm. bad because it could not play Lurus, and Lurus was oppressively mm-hmm. good. So, yeah. But- is so is part of the reason why? So so it's interesting because there's not a ton of like real two card win the game combos in Legacy, right? Like the first one that comes to mind is like Painter Grindstone. You know, that's the that's the first one that I think of, and that's it's fairly disruptible. Show, show What's that? Show. Show and tell yeah, Patty. sure, but like, and the, mm-hmm. you say the same thing for like, oh, for you like, mean like, like win the game? That's what I'm spot. saying. Yeah, like just, yeah, okay, that's what I mean. I it's like, you, I like because those are because you know, I guess if you land a Grizzlebrand, like I've beaten a Grizzlebrand before. I, yeah, there's there's functional win the game on the spot, and then there's actual, like, actual right. So actual. so so it's part of the reason why <laughs> it's not a more popular. And I'm not saying it's not a good deck or that's a popular deck, whatever. But do you think that people are hesitant to pick it up because of like, uh? like a stigma with World Gorger as a card? Do you, do you think that's part of it? or So a lot of people, World Gorger, we've we had a discussion of if we're tiered at all, right? And we like to think we're beyond tier lists. We're just very strange, not really categorizable because these decks, it's two cards or three cards you need. You need a Tomb, Animate Dead, World Gorger Dragon. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you can play anything you want and it's still a dragon deck. And we say... A big philosophy behind what we write is 
um, to try to get people into the deck is, look, here's what our suggestion is. Here's the starter kit. Mm-hmm. But we list, like, 30 cards you can add. Like, we played Necromancy for a while, mm-hmm. so you can do it all in response to a surgical extraction. <laughs> now, that's where it gets weird, because yeah. people don't like it when you win in response to surgical extractions, especially yeah. in formats like Modern, maybe? Sure. So the fact that you can do that in Legacy... There's a draw, but also all the old school guys who are like, oh, I remember World Gorge of Dragon. Yeah. Those guys are the worst. And so, you know. That's me. Yeah, That's we're me. trying to, with great marketing, we're trying to kind of change the image of World Gorge Dragon to a new hip fun. No, I'm not saying that. But like, well, well, uh, <laughs> Jerry, when we talk about uh, Jerry's like, oh, I'm going to have guests for this episode. I'm like, oh, cool. Who is he? He's like, oh, it's the World Gorge of Dragon guys. I was like, oh, like, I, I, obviously I didn't, I didn't know you guys yet. I'm like, oh, are they, they cool? And Jerry's like, well. Their meme game is really on point, so I think they'll at least be fun to have in the cast. And I'm like, all right, because you guys have definitely done a huge PR move with the with the memes. It's yes. been pretty great, actually. Um, so, to give kind of a modern history, not the format, but the time period for uh, how we got started was, so I started streaming on like my Call of Duty setup, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. If you go back and watch the old streams, it was like 720p ultra wide stretch. But we went from one follower to 20 in a single day. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just incredible how many people were like, this is really cool. This could happen. Like, this is complete. Like, how has no one done this? And we think a big reason why no one played World Gorge Dragon was because people just have beef with the card. It's like, you know, one of these things. But. Um, so we started with that, then Kyle started streaming it, because I realized very quickly, I'm not very good at streaming, I'm not very good at magic, so people want to see good gameplay, and I couldn't provide that, so Kyle took over the streams, and we made our own channel, World Gorger 115, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but, um, the big thing, and we're kind of like a duo, it's like, Kyle does a lot of the streaming, he works a lot on the gameplay aspect, I do more of the, uh, like the write-ups and stuff, Mm -hmm. and the list making, but we both really do both of it together but um we think that you know a big person that helped a lot with the deck and getting it off the ground was uh roland chang if i can name drop somebody hell yeah i love Uh, he's awesome new york city eternal shout out to them real quick he's all right he's all right no i'm killing so (laughs) what happened was i brought this to a testing night and he said you have to take this. You have to write at least 10 pages about it. You have to publish it because this will be something. <laughs> you, t- you gave him a homework assignment? No, no, no. He pages? told me. He told me. <laughs> oh, yeah, he told, he told you. me to go okay. home and write at least five pages about it. So I said, sure. And then I put it on Google Docs and I put it in your guys' Facebook group yep. and on Reddit and stuff and like sent it to some people. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll enlighten them of the one true way of control, which is with World Gorge Dragons and Anime Toads. <laughs> This is actually so funny listening to all this from my perspective because I had no idea people hated World Gorge Dragon. <laughs> well, I don't think it's I don't think it's hate. I think so. So World Gorge Dragon has this thing. There's two groups of people. There's the newer players who just don't know it exists. They don't know this combo. They've never been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. And you know they'll only find out if you know, like Alex said, they're combing through decade old articles mm-hmm. on the source. Actually, two decade old articles at this point. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know that's one way that they would learn about it. And then the other group of people are the people who do remember the combo and re- and remember when World Gorge of Dragon got unbanned. And basically, it was just your standard reanimator deck with World Gorge of Dragon as one of the creatures. Like, you would play reanimator, 
And then you would also have the World's Gorger Dragon combo as either a way to reset the game if things are going badly or to get infinite mana to then, you know, win off a stroke of genius or another mm-hmm. way to win with infinite mana. Yeah. Whereas you guys, you basically took the combo of Animate Dead World Gorger Dragon and put it in a completely new list with it, a completely, you know, new deck shell. And it, it honestly is just a completely different deck than what the original combo was. So we always get a question, why this over reanimator? And I say, this isn't a reanimator deck. This is more of a, like, Kyle nailed it right perfectly. He said this is like this, a Splinter Twin kind of deck, mm-hmm. where you have your controlling elements, and you got your Force Wills, you got your removal and the Thoughtseize, all the not important stuff. But then, if you need to win, you can do it with two cards, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 does, it reminds me of, like, Alluren, where it's like, yes, we're a, a combo deck, but we can also just win the game on the fair access. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just win with Uru, Titan of Nature's Wrath Beats. Yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, what I used to, before this deck, I used to be, like, on Blue-White Stoneblade, and then after that, I was on Bant Snowco. And the things I hated about those decks the most is, like, shutting the door took about, like, seven years mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, you had to, like, make, like, an elk and, like, hope that elk survives. And, like, yes, it was, like, inevitability, kind of, but, like, people could, like, squeeze out of that mm-hmm. grip. Or, like, sometimes your opponent would just lock you out of a game with, like, Rishan Imports and Wastelands or the many different ways that people can lock you out of the game. But having this World Gorge Dragon combo, you could just be like, no more. We are done playing right now. It is, yeah. like, I'm, it, I'm finished. It, it feels like the Entreat the Angels out of Miracles. It's like, we're, we're the control deck, and then here's my haymaker. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, all right, before I get distracted again, uh, let's run down <laughs> this list. We got one Fay of Wishes, four Ice Fang Coatl, one Uru Titan Nature's Wrath, one World Gorger Dragon, three Narset, Parter of Veils, taking the main deck's uh, Planeswalker spot. Yeah, I, I think I should take the head on this one because, I like, so when we were, when Urian, so this is actually, this is kind of a meta call, but I do think, like, some number of Narsets is right, but the three copies of Narset, Parter of Veils, when you're when you, the after the post Luris ban and stuff like that, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Yorion Sky Nomad's gonna be like the best thing ever. How are we ever gonna beat it?" And all, I just was hearing a lot of doom saying like that, and I was thinking like, "What does Yorion do best?" They draw like so many cards that it's like you don't even know what to do with all the amount of cards that we draw. And what the, what is the cost of playing Yorion? You dilute your deck to a certain extent, like by adding the twenty cards. Like, what's a card that can we can use to kind of try and... If we expect this deck to be everywhere, which it just kind of was, but kind of wasn't. But if we expect this deck to be prevalent, then what can we use to, like, beat that? And Narset was kind of, like, the go-to, because not only does this card just completely shut down Yorion. Like, if you stick a Narset, their deck, like, stops working. But also, it can, the, being able to minus it twice lets you dig for your combo pieces and disruption so well that it's even in matchups where it's not, like like the passive isn't really good just the ability to dig for like exactly what you need in a specific situation in a combo deck that can just win with two cards it was just it's been absurdly powerful it's really good nice um then for the spell slots we got four brainstorm uh four and tomb which i must point out i believe is the only way to get world gorger into your uh graveyard 
right? You, you're not running like faithless looting. Yes and no. Yes and no. You I, can uh, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna tip the beans, but yes, you can thought seize yourself. <laughs> there's, there's also the secondary mode on Fey of Wishes, which discards two cards and returns it to your hand. Oh, it's actually. A, I which, did forget about it's that. It's a good line. I did irrelevant. forget about that. Not irrelevant. Not come. Doesn't come all often. It's right? a. It's, it's a there. good line to keep in mind. It's like when we played Snapcaster Mage in these decks. And the Entomb Snapcaster, last loop, animate dead the Snapcaster instead of World Gorger. He comes into play. Then you grab Stroke right there. You can flash back to the Tomb again, Flicker Snapcaster. But Feywishes just does that better. Um, and yeah. Yeah. these tiny percentage point lines, they add up, you know? They do. Especially Entomb is a very powerful card. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, well, I mean, Entomb is what really turns the deck into a toolbox. Yeah. You know, that's why you only have to run one Uru and one Fey of Wishes and one World Gorger Dragon, because basically Entomb is all of those at once. Yeah. Um, so we got the four Entomb, we got four Ponder, three Thoughtseize, and then an interesting split, two Abrupt Decay, two Drown in the Lock split. Yeah, yeah. So that one, we've that's been like kind of we've been testing those like four spots. We've we've kind of been on like we want four kind of removally interactive pieces in our deck for a long time. And for like the longest time, the way we used to split it was three abrupt decays and one assassin's trophy. But drown the lock was a very recent kind of addition. Even like after Eldrain, like we we didn't really add drown the lock until after like after the Luris ban mm-hmm. even. But what Drown the Lock has been able to do is having a counterspell that we can use, like, to not only protect our combo, but also to, like, serve as that removal spot. Being, like, having that modality has been ridiculously good because sometimes you just need to counter the spell that's heading at your... Like, if like for example, if your opponent swords the Plowsharesing, your World Gorger Dragon, you, you need to counter that. That needs to get countered or else you are going to lose all your permanents. And yes, Force of Will is nice, but having a spell that you don't have to pitch... Like you can just pay two mana and do it is so, is really nice to have. Like I would never play more than two, but having access to that effect is really good. Yeah, that's an interesting the point thing to point out. So for people who are maybe I shouldn't tell this because your, your win percentage might go down when people learn this trick. <laughs> no, <honestly. laughs> but, <laughs> but with World Gorger Dragon with the exile trigger on the stack, if you swords the world gorger dragon all your permanents then leave the battlefield and then world gorger dragon because it's already gone the it, there's nothing to come back into play and basically just permanently exiles your board <laughs> yeah no it does you think that i thought that everyone would know that but literally last sunday in my in the challenge that we played i was in the quarterfinals against bryant cook and he missed sequence there's a prompt decay against me and i was like oh i guess everyone doesn't know about this <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's a it's a tough thing to keep in mind like it's a very interesting mechanic, but yeah, if, if you stack it correctly, you can ruin the World Gorgia Dragon player's day. I won't go too much into it. People, If people want it, they can they can teach themselves that <laughs> trick. Yeah, no, that's the beauty of Thoughtseize, though, because information with a deck like this is definitely half mm-hmm. the battle. Like, knowing what you need to play around and how you need to play around it is so important, because if you fail, you fail. <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> like, if your core is a stifle that you didn't account for, you're done. It's over. Oh, yeah. Stifle's another stifle's another thing that can ruin your day. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So having the answers, ha- being ready for it is very important. <laughs> yep. So we got the two drown in the lock, four force of will, four Arkum's astrolabe, four animate dead, one bayou, one flooded strand, four misty, 
one Mystic Sanctuary, which that's actually an interesting uh, combo with uh, <laughs> uh, World Gorger Dragon and Ice Fang Coatl. You can actually end up putting cards from your graveyard on top of your deck and then drawing them with Ice well, Fang. Well, you actually can't. It doesn't no? work. No? They don't oh, see am I not? The, they don't see the other islands. Oh, yeah. they don't see them? They even don't coming? see it. Yeah. Oh. No, a lot, it's a common common, mis- yeah, common misconception about the deck, actually. They're almost like so many people on Discord servers say that, and I'm like, no, nah, actually not mm. quite. Like, I, Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something you need to play online to know because I bet you so many people, if they were playing this deck in paper, would just assume it yeah. works that way. I did. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. No, it's, it's it's intuitive to work yeah. that way. But sometimes magic is not. World Wars Dragon is like the antithesis of intuitive card design. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's an important fact. Mystic Sanctuary does not actually work that way, even though it seems like it should. It's still uh, a great card. For. Yeah. yeah. Uh, four Polluted Delta, one Snow-Covered Forest, three Snow-Covered Island, one Snow-Covered Swamp, uh, one Tropical Island, two Underground Sea. Interesting is um, there actually is a player in our local scene, uh, Rodney, who's uh, he's actually the guy who invented uh, Stifle Knot. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also a big World Gorgia Dragon fan. Um, he has been playing the more traditional reanimator builds, though, um, and he was using the Amonkhet land, the desert that when it comes into play, it pings your opponent. Um, so you uh, you guys aren't running the uh, the desert that deals damage when it comes into play? Yeah, Sunscorched Desert, I think, is the one you're referring to. I so, believe so, yeah. Yeah, we decided against that one because a lot, like, there's just a lot of scenarios where, like, if you have it somewhere in your deck and you're trying to, like, draw through your deck, it can be really, really cumbersome on Moto to, like, find the card and like oh wait did i already play a land for the turn oh did i oh then i need to find the uro like just like the cleanness that fey wishes provides is a lot better and also a colorless land is not particularly useful and on top of the fact that you get wastelanded it's like uh oh (laughs) so so we have one with lands before one of the versions i played probably 2016 2017 i was using crop rotations and deserts then a little card called Renin Six came around, and I said, "You know what? Let's take Grove of the Burn Willows plus Punishing Fire because it works. It's very slow, and we've tried online. It's impossible in fifty yeah. minutes oh, to yeah. kill somebody really with Grove of the Burn Willows and Punishing Fire. It's impossible it's like, in twenty-five minutes. I went into it's a like... solitaire game and I put a timer on, and I couldn't do it in less than an hour. <laughs> so yeah, so basically." Uh, getting the World Gorger Dragon loop, your Grove of the Burn Willows coming into play untapped, returning, punishing fire, casting punishing fire, all in the sequence of looping the World Gorger Dragon combo again. Yeah, <laughs> That's get, a lot of clicks. Yes. That is one a lot damage. of clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for one damage. <laughs> and you get Martyr yeah, Croc, and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's why you're not running the desert. And then sideboard, you have some real spice in the sideboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, one carpet of flowers, but one cling to dust. Explain this card yeah, for our I can I can explain this one too. So one thing we've been finding a lot in the Yorion, like or like not Yorion, just like any of the Snowcoat variant variants of decks. The way we'd almost always lose against them is they'd rebring they bring back Uro after a really long and drawn out game, like for the third time. And we just couldn't, and it would just eventually draw them enough cards and kill us, and we couldn't really do too much about that. Like, we usually won, but when we did it, that was the way we lost. So I'm like, how, like, we can't really bring in, like, traditional graveyard hate in against Snowco because it's terrible. So I'm like, what can we do? And then I just, then I stumbled across Cling the Dust, and I'm like, wait a minute, 
It's not only is this card graveyard hate, but it's also card advantage. So this card's perfect. And we can even entomb for it if we really need to. Because like you can then escape it and then use it at, and then use it that way. So this yeah. card it balances between being the fair and the unfair so well that like it it, it earns its keep as a one of, absolutely. It, it reminds me of Coffin Purge and back mm-hmm. in the day Reanimator playing Coffin Purge, which was a uh exile target card from a graveyard and then it had flashback so you would when reanimator was really good all the reanimator players would run that in their sideboard for the mirror match because then you would just entomb for coffin purge and flash it back but uh for cling to dust for people who don't know which i think is most of our (laughs) listeners (laughs) uh one black for an instant exile target card from a graveyard if it was a creature card you gain three life otherwise you draw a card and then it has escape Three and a black, exile five other cards from your graveyard. You can cast this card from your graveyard for its escape cost. Mm-hmm. Um, a singleton surgical extraction, three veil of summer, three assassin's trophy, uh, your win condition with the fey of wishes, torment of hellfire, yep. <laughs> X black black, repeat the following process eight uh, X times. Each opponent loses three life unless that player sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card. That is a very wordy way of of getting that process to work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. It's actually even funnier on stream. Sometimes there's there's actually games. Sometimes there's been two different games in the last two weeks where like the game just goes so late and we got like run out of win conditions and I'm but we have a carpet of flowers in play so I can just go like all right tutor fey wishes granted get torments of hailfire untap next turn torment you for like seven and then that'll usually do it so but besides that <laughs> but besides that this is the most efficient fireball and also very importantly it's it's in black so we don't have to splash a color for it like with Bane fire was the original one we played and it does not get Veil of Summered, even though it is black, which is a pretty big deal. Oh, yeah, it doesn't target it. it it's not each opponent. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So this one was chosen very specifically out of the, all the X spells that we, you can have access to. I thought it was just because it had the coolest art. But. Oh. <laughs> and I own a foil Japanese one. And Yeah, I mean, yeah. that. thank yeah, you. The real reason yeah. comes out because you owned a foil Japanese one. Mm-hmm. That's why. <laughs> Only pack of that set um, I opened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played in that Pro Tour, man. It was it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> uh, and then rounding off, we got one Dead of Winter, which is another interesting one. That's that one. That's one that made a little bit of waves, but kind of quickly fell by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Uh, two and a black for a sorcery. All non-snow creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of snow permanents you control. Yeah, we thought having access to one effect to kind of clean up the small guys, because those decks kind of exist still, so giving them one out of our, our 14 cards in our sideboard be figured. Yeah, no, it's, it's good enough. No, no, just remind me, whatever happened to Toxic Deluge, guys? Remember when Toxic Deluge was a staple of the format? Yeah. I just realized I haven't seen a Toxic Deluge. happened. Da- yeah. yeah, I haven't seen a Toxic Deluge since 2018, I'm realizing. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, we had a better one instead of Dead of Winter for a while. When Delver was running around a lot, we couldn't really get ahead of them fast enough to combo. So what we did was we put three carpet flowers in our sideboard and a massacre worm. <laughs> oh man, massacre worm. They don't like those because then all your abrupt decays hurt like a lot more <laughs> than just killing them. So we like having a board wipe effect. Um, a lot of people like, as you said, Toxic Deluge. Dead of Winter was the one we picked for kind of this stock variant kind of starter kit because it's... It's pretty open. It's not like a very narrow card. 
Um, well, it's also one sided. Like, yeah, Uru, Warrior, like your those don't die, and then Ice Fang Coatl lives through it. Yeah. So yeah, one sided Toxic Deluge is pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're constructing your uh, sideboard for this deck, it's good to have some sort of mass removal. Um, in the uh, white versions of this deck, the four color versions, which we call Cookies and Cream, um, you can play uh, stuff like. Terminus, which doesn't make any sense, but you can play it, and we've tried it, and it didn't work, but you can. <laughs> Good. Uh, then also, one Leovold Emissary of Trust. Man, flashbacks. Also, what happened to Leovold, guys? Where's Leovold's been? Yeah, you look at the three Narsets in the main, it's like, sorry, yeah. Leo. Yeah. yeah. The least of cast. Yeah. yeah. Man, remember when these cards were good? What feels like yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I will say one thing. Narset and Leovold are like pretty close in power level, but in this deck specifically, being able to dig eight cards deep for two cards is really good when you're trying to win with two cards in a combination. Totally. So yeah. that's why Narset got the cut over Leovold. Because we actually had some questions in our Discord server about that. People were like, why not Leovold? Card's so good. And I'm like, it is good. But, but that, uh, that, imp- that double, imp- what is it, impulse basically? Yeah. 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 Leovold was so good before 2019. Isn't that crazy yeah. to say? Like, <laughs> we should we need to have like a fallen heroes episode, Pat, where we go over like all the all the really good cards that used to it'll, be. Super it'll be like at the Oscars when they play the now, in memorium like segment. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. all the all the now like unplayable cards because of 2019. Yeah. Uh, and then rounding it off because you guys are the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three Oko Thief of Crowns. Hans, yeah. are we the baddies? Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. When I first pitched oh, the deck to Kyle, I said, This is an Oko free zone. And that quickly went away because I was like, This card's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, pretty good, guy. But we're not just using Oko. Like, we're, we are just playing Oko. But we're not just playing Oko. Because the idea behind Oko in this deck, rather than just being a ridiculous card, is sometimes it's just not feasible to go for combo. Like, our opponent brings in a ton of graveyard hate. They have, like, a ton of swords to plowshares or whatever it may be. Sometimes you just can't go for it. So you need some way to kind of shift gears and go for a different thing. And that's kind of where Oko comes in but for being, like, the most efficient fair card ever printed. So if we want to play a fair game plan, might as well play the best fair right. card ever. It also wins the game, too. So it kind of does it all. And I've had many games where my opponent... Like, I'll thought sees my opponent on one. I'll see a hand of, like, Force of Will, Random Blue Card, Surgical Extraction, Swords the Plowshares, and Nihil Spellbomb, or something dumb like that. And then I just look at my hand, it's just like an Oko, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, take the Force. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the original idea for those kind of sideboard cards was... When I played the Grixis version of this deck, the whole combo would come out for games two and three. You just throw in some true name nemesis mm-hmm. guys and some Leovolds, and it usually got there because all their ley lines and stuff kind of don't do anything. And your animate deads can bring back your creatures. That was a big angle we played with previous versions of the yeah. deck was Leovold was great because if you need a Leovold for three mana, you can two animate dead one. Mm-hmm. You got a Leovold. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we realized that, you know, Narset's better and... There's now like kind of three options you get when sideboarding with this deck. There's keep the full combo in and even get like lighter in the combo where you bring in your veils and stuff and like try to go faster. Mm -hmm. Then you have like a partial combo where you're like scale it back a bit. We might have to bring in some more tools for the mid-range game plan. And then you have cut the whole combo, which is, oh yeah, all your surgical extractions and all this stuff. It's, eh, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) So yeah. um, 
that's another big draw to playing this. And we're not that crazy for playing this, I think. I think there's a lot more, you know, like, crazier stuff out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just based on recent challenges and lists. But there's a lot of thought put into this. Yeah, making only semi-spice on Reddit was kind of a Yeah, that sucked. I I won't lie. Whoever did that. (laughs) Oh, you guys got downgraded from spice to semi-spice on Reddit? Yeah. Soon there's just going to be a tier called, like, Drag Index. And it's going to be so so sad when we're the mainstream. One thing that's really interesting is that uh, looking over the... Now we looked over this the entire 75. uh, How many cards from the last, like, 18 months are actually in this deck? It's kind of wild when you look at, like, outside of the mana base. Well, even though you, I mean, you have Mystic Sanctuary, but, like, so many of these cards are recently printed cards. It's just, it's very interesting that you guys have um, uh, embraced, like, all the new cards that have gotten printed, so. Yeah, like, I, I've always kind of been, like, like before this, I was, like, I like, a, like an average PTQ mm-hmm. grinder. I do all that stuff. So, like, you know, they print all the good cards in 2019. That's, that's kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, no, play. of course, of course. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy to me how much the format has changed in the last, you know, 18 months or so with all these cards and you guys are just you're playing like you said you're the baddies you're playing all of them <laughs> yeah yeah but, but, you know it's not all bad like you know like change is good to a certain extent sure. so like you know magic's still great like i don't want to say like oh 2019's ruining mm-hmm. everything because i honestly i honestly I, I have some some hot takes about my opinions on a- arkham's astrolabe <laughs> oh go so, all right well, <laughs> let's let's hear because so i have long railed against Ar- arkham's astrolabe so i would like to hear the pro argument for that and this is a safe yeah, space. Yeah, no, this is a safe I, space. So you, if you want, if you have like a an elevator pitch for it, you, you feel free. Feel free. I'm waiting for the call to get disconnected. <laughs> so, yeah, no. yeah. Just so you know, that's exactly what Pat says to me before. He <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry, Jay. It's a safe. It's a safe space. I'm not going to hit you. Just come yeah, here. Yeah. Just come so a little like, closer. Come here. <laughs> so like every single like argument that or that I've heard like about uh, people not liking Arkham's Astrolabe is that they don't either a they don't get to do the thing they want to do. Or they just don't like what it does to the legacy format. But when you look at the numbers, like Arkham's Astrolabe decks, or it's present, it's played in one deck, and that one deck is not dominant. Like it's it's a poor, it's a it's a place mm. of the meta. But like when you look at pure win rates and like meta representation, it's not dominant. Like it's just like another piece that exists. So when people are like, so when I see people or hear people talking about. How it's like, oh no, I don't get to wasteland you out of the game so you don't get to play magic. Or like, oh no, I don't get to like cut you off your colors Mm -hmm. anymore and just like not have you enjoy a game of magic. I'm like, but I like playing fair magic. And this card lets me play fair magic. And also it's like other people, some people are like, and the same people who are like calling for Astrolabe to be banned I feel like are the same people killing people on turn one with like revealing Chancellor of the Annex and the two Dark Oh, Kyle, two we don't want to beef with them. They've been very nice to us. <laughs> no, I, I, I said it was unpopular yeah. and I know it is and that's totally yeah, no, no, fine. That, but... I think that's, that's very well reasoned. I think, so I think if I was going to take a guess as why they printed Arkham's Astrolabe, it was probably like let's make mana bases cheaper because that can be yeah that can be such a that, that's like I think you're giving Watsy way well, too much like, credit. Like, like look at this <laughs> deck right like so you know just going by the stock like paper numbers say it's about three grand in uh, Arkham's Astrolabe was printed because Watsy needed a uh, card to fill out their draft set like Watsy <laughs> I guarantee you did not think Arkham's Astrolabe would be legacy well, playable. maybe not legacy playable but 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 maybe modern playable do you know what I'm saying like it was a modern yeah. it was. It was in modern yeah, horizons. So I, I, and, all. You know, so, I, and they claim they also didn't test it for modern. Who who would have thought that you know a modern specific yeah. set uh, like, that Arkham's wasn't tested Astro- for modern? But 
No, Arkham's Astrolabe is just one of those cards. Like, every single draft set needs the mana rock to help drafts get their sure. mana fixing. Like, if you look at, like, all of them, they all have them. And I think it's just like, oh, it's Modern Masters. We're pushing cards. Let's let's make yeah. this thing draw a card. It can't, like, it'll it'll make it yeah, a little I, bit better. I guess Maybe so. I guess so. But, but anyway, my point is just that, like, so to me, like, if there's any benefit of it, it's it's that. But, like, the drawbacks are are much more numerous. I just think that, like... Turning, you know, well, part of the reason why I like Wasteland decks or why I like Wasteland decks to be able to do their thing in Legacy is that it punishes people for playing three or four or five colors. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Arkham's Astrolabe lets you kind of get around that. And for the longest time, Wasteland was always considered, like, one of those safety valves in the format. Kind of the same way that Force of Will is considered a safety valve in the Legacy format. It's like, oh, that's the check on these these turn one decks. Or, the, you know, this is, the, this is the check on those three and four color pile decks. Um, and so that's the that that's yeah. one of the reasons why I I don't like Arkham's Astrolabe. But I but I completely understand and respect your view as to why it's why it's beneficial. It definitely lets you play any color you want, you know. So if that's what you want to do, you want to play like four colors, it's going to let you play that without getting punished for you know, like like the way the format's designed to so to work. Someone DM'd me with a question, and then they said, "We're and this is almost a direct quote." They go. World Gorgia Dragon, they're doing the worst things possible with Astrolabe. They're drawing cards, too many cards, and winning the game with it. Just one little stupid mana rock. And I said, yeah, that's true, but I still like it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the dream I, I, I also, so I can't, you know. Yeah, I do have a vested interest in keeping Astrolabe around. I don't really want to play a Bunny Growth in, the, in this deck. Don't think it's as good. <laughs> I just feel so bad for my friend Dan, who's just playing Astrolabe with Goblin Welder for value. Oh. It's like, <laughs> you guys you guys are the ones ruining it for Dan. Poor Dan. Poor Dan. Dan just wants to draw his cards one at a time. Yeah. We're doing it one at a time. Just in each loop? Many, many yeah. times. <laughs> one, at, one, one at a time, each loop cycle. Yeah. Unless we have two in play, then... Yeah, but you gotta make sure you don't deck you, yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, if you have like two in play, you could run into issues where like the last card in your like Fay of Wishes is the bottom card of your library, and then you can't actually win. Like like Luck has that ever come up? Luckily that doesn't ever the only scenario where that where that could be a problem is luckily through because we have four entombs in the deck, if you ever find one of the entombs you can entomb. Oh, Fae. true. And true, also yeah. you can always entomb an ice fang Kyle to break up the loop if you draw the Fay of Wishes. So that the only other cons way that that could be a problem is if somehow like you have more draw than you have mana. Like it's not like a hard number, but like you need X amount of mana to kill your opponent with Torment of Hailfire. But if you have like two Astrolabes in play, then like you could draw it. But usually it's not usually a big concern because if the game goes that late, you have a lot of lands in play. So I've never had a scenario where drawing my deck has been a problem. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so what what decks are you guys afraid of? Like, what is your nightmare matchup? Um, I was told by Kyle like to not dish it out to... Um, <laughs> your attorney has advised uh, no, no, no. you to uh, uh, not answer so that I had a problem when I was streaming, and whenever I go on stream with Kyle, and I make fun of Maverick a lot, because we have, like, a 0% win rate against them <laughs> for some reason, 
And uh, so I was told by Kyle, don't be too mean to them when you're on the podcast. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll be be nice. So Maverick is really, really hard for us. And the reason is they have such a fast clock that's tough for us to interact with. And I'm not saying everybody go build Maverick so they can beat World Gorgeous Dragon. Please don't. I'll be very sad. (laughs) That is a metacom. Um, That is definitely a metacom. But (laughs) the the Maverick decks and the Delver decks are tough. Specifically, Maverick being worse than Delver, because Maverick has swords to plowshares, which is never fun when you lose all your permanents. But the next one in kind of the bottom three matchups is probably Delver variants, because they have a lot of cheap interaction um, that... It's just the Delver problem. It's yeah, like all it's, combo, it's all tough for decks combo decks. Have a hard time against and then, Delver can definitely be tough. Um, so those are like our big too kind of problematic but even the delver matchups we're beating on stream and we're doing okay against they're just tougher um yeah. the stuff we just rock is stuff like the yorion decks or at least when we those were around uh like the snow control decks because we either can combo out and just destroy them or we have a pretty good fair game plan just run them out of gas then combo mm-hmm. out so there's that, yeah, and then Black Red Reanimator, when you play four Animate Dead and four Entomb, is usually a pretty good matchup. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's definitely <laughs> been a lot of games where it's like, my opponent, I'm on the play, my opponent goes, Faithless Looting on one, discard Grizzlebrand, I'm like, turn two Animate Dead the Grizzlebrand, and they're like, <laughs> Yoink. Yeah. Yoink. Yeah, that's a, but honestly our game plan, that matchup is just taking their stuff, because they're nice enough to put it there for us, so. It's for <laughs> Yeah, one matchup. Yeah, one matchup that's kind of difficult for this deck that I think is also in our bottom actually, I think it's worth mentioning, is Green Blue Green Blue specifically Show and Tell. That matchup, like the fact that they play four Veil of Summer in the main while also being a robust mm-hmm. combo deck, it's just like kind of a, a really awful perfect storm of just badness for us because all of our interaction gets hosed by mm-hmm. Veil of Summer, like every every last piece of it. And which is usually fine when like if they're playing like something fair, because we can like play around it we can try and like or just go for, or we can just go for combo and be proactive but the problem is they're able to be just as proactive as we are while also having this ridiculously good card in veil of summer that just makes it really tough for us i i will yeah i will say now with uh the companions getting banned uh blue green show until is back with a vengeance i myself haven't picked it back up again but i did a league uh yesterday and three of my five matches were blue-green uh, show-and-tell. Yeah, that's also another reason why we have the three NAR sets, though, because it helps in a lot of our bad matchups, including that one. So yeah. it's definitely not unwinnable. I beat it beat it on stream last Sunday and beat 2-0, so it definitely can happen, but it's it's, tough. it can be tough. Fail Summer with a with a fast combo is really good. That sounds like us a little bit. Yeah, it kind of is like us. No, I think we're kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is funny because that's how it was back in the early two thousands. It was, uh, you know, Rean- Re- World Gorge Reanimator and uh, Sneak and Show trading blows. Um, one thing I don't know if I can bring up a little PSA about the deck. Absolutely, uh, be sure. very careful when you're playing it in paper because I've been playing this deck in paper for five years now, and the amount of people, even in like double ups at GPs, who are like trying to angle shoot you. I've just gotten to the point where, right before the event starts, I go to the head judge of the side event, because I don't do main events anymore. I'm too old at 20. Um, they, uh, I just say, hey, I'm playing this. I'm playing World Wars of Dragon. I'm just going to call you over when stuff starts happening, mm-hmm. because not a lot of people know how it works. So um, 
I would say just be very careful playing it, especially if you're taking this to like a leaving a legacy open, shameless plug, um, <laughs> because these kinds of things can get really tough to the point where I've had floor judges give me wrong rulings about going to game four wow. in competitive magic. And I have to go to the next level of judge and they've given me wrong rulings and i've appealed all the way to the head judge and he's just shaking their heads at the other guys like what are you talking about this kid knows what he's yeah, talking about yeah like, <laughs> and so i don't want to discourage people from trying because i think everyone should give this a shot like if you have a rental account go for it it's a ton of fun no, i'm definitely i'm definitely trying yeah. this account out after this yeah. episode. <laughs> just highly recommend if you're gonna play it in paper and even online there's a lot of baggage that comes with this deck mm-hmm. um it was pretty taxing to test for a while when we had Stroke of Genius as the kill because it's a, an amount of clicks. There's a lot of triggers. Kyle's laptop had trouble sometimes. <laughs> um, sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and in paper, the rules kind of very in-depth, nitty-gritty rules about stuff like drawing to game four, resolving a combo that can just hard-lock the game, all these things can be very tough, and I don't want to discourage people, but I just want to give a fair warning where it's like, I don't want to say, oh, this is a fun little Splinter Twin combo-y mm-hmm. legacy deck, and then you get yourself in hot water you know or something. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, wait, next thing you know, you're in a judge investigation. Oh, yeah, the judge FBI will come after <laughs> you for playing World War II. The dragon him away. I just wanted to go to game four. <laughs> no, that's good. You, you notice a little laser pointer on your shirt. You're like, what's this? No, that's that's good to know, though, because, yeah, you definitely... There are a lot of decks you can pick up in, in many, many formats that are just kind of like plug and play. You don't need to know a ton about the rules to, you know... Outside of like the basics, what you know for how to play Magic, but this is a deck where you want to familiarize yourself with uh, with some of those those rulings and and you guys have a, a place that people can do that, right? Where you have like uh, resources yes. like that. Um, oh, absolutely. We have our little write up hooked on a feeling, which we're on version six of, and we have our Discord server. And hooked on a feeling is about twelve pages of or fourteen pages now of pure World Gorge Dragon resources. And about half of Hot, it... Hot, sweaty, world gorger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's facts, data, rulings. It's all the good stuff. And um, there's an entire section on walking you through how to announce to your opponent in Comp REL. And shout out to EJ Express for helping us write that because he's like a rules wizard. Um, for how to resolve it in paper without getting yourself in trouble. Because there's so many weird triggers and stacking, and you can't just say, oh, I'll loop it X times and do it. Because that's what I used to do, and I just lose games. I get DQ'd. It sucked. So um, there's that. And then we also give a helpful guide of how to play online and what to look for and how to stack. Because MTGO is a terrible program. (laughs) It's garbage. And sometimes it's very confusing. Like, until the quarantine, I had never played online. Ever. So I picked up the deck to stream it, and my chat was like, I'm yelling at the screen right now, Alex. You're doing this completely, like, 20 extra steps, going around the bend a few times. And so uh, if you want resources on this deck, the first place you should probably go is look at that and just give it a read-through. You don't have to do the paper stuff if you can't play it in paper, but... um, it's pretty good, and I, you know, shout out to Kyle, shout out to our mod Dylan. We've put a lot of time into this stuff, and we're all really thankful for the support and stuff like this. Where we're on, we're, you know, it's not promotion. It's like you know, we realize people really care about this, and we want 
more people to care about it. And as we say after every announcement on the server, thanks for believing in the dream. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm gonna make sure to link nice. all the uh, like the stream link, the write up, the Discord, and the YouTube channel. I'll put those all in the show notes. Thank so you. Can get to those. Oh, uh, sick. Course, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna mention the stream too because like if you want to see the deck like in action, like kind of how the deck works, like because you can like read like read up about about it a lot, and like mm-hmm. that helps a lot. But sometimes just seeing someone play the deck. Can help you be like okay now i kind of get what's going on especially with the moto yielding mm-hmm. all the triggers so I, I would recommend like whether it be the youtube channel or the stream or whatever just like watching a, like a couple matches of just dragon in action it'll help a lot and and with that also with that being said i will say keep your eye on the clock all times all times keep your eye on the clock there's two enemies I, playing online yeah even me someone who has been playing this deck for months knows exactly how to optimize triggers all the time the way I, the way we lost the leg, the semifinals of the Legacy Challenge was not because we actually lost the game. It was because we were timing out, clicking the X on Torment of Hailfire, which wasn't even casted on a World Gorge loop. I got it off Fae of Wishes for Fairly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so That's why is... I'm going 05 in my league when I play this, because sometimes I time out when I'm playing, like, Oopsalt Spells. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my, yeah. my pizza rolls are ready. I gotta get my pizza rolls. Yeah. yeah, like, if you were 15 minutes left on your clock and it's still game one, you gotta, like, be wow. a little worried. Like, that's usually the indicator I have in my brain. Like, if you took 10 minutes on game one, like, that's a little worrying. Yeah. Like, you might not get a game three. So. And I would even suggest loading up a solitaire game and just going as fast as you can clicking, just so you know where the spots are. Wow. Because um, I'm, like, an FPS guy, so I'm pretty good with the clicking stuff, and I can get it down with Stroke of Genius to maybe... Four, the best I did was, I think, I have it written down, four minutes and 45 seconds for zero mana with three lands to full combo kill. and That's playing solitaire. Yes, <laughs> and that's not waiting for your opponent. That doesn't compensate for lag. So we even put a disclaimer, uh, this deck's an absolute animal to test and play online. And huge props to Kyle for streaming this like three times a week. My brain would just fully smooth over, you know, like, it's a little too much for me. For what, it's, for what little it's worth, it, I'd say it's still very impressive. The the numbers, at least since the Orion, the Orion thing, ever, even in, in spite, like, including timeouts, I have had over an 80% win rate over a 38 match suite, like, or wow. sample size. With this yeah, 38. Deck. So yeah. the win rate is there like you can still like in spite of like the moto clock and everything fighting against you this mm-hmm. deck can win yeah. like it absolutely and we don't can. count like, i know 30 we don't count yeah, the ones i know 30 like, it's, yes it's, it's 39 matches is the sample size i know that's not like the biggest sample size but that's like the point where you can start saying like it, okay maybe this isn't just yeah like, it's an not like it's not like you just trophied twice and you're like oh this is the deck that's gonna break legacy like it's it's no yeah it's got some numbers behind it yeah. Yeah. Jerry. Exactly. Yeah, Jerry that's Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry's like, <laughs> I, I forward one with this deck. I think I can win a Grand Prix with it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's true. One of the uh, soft rules on the server in the memes section is uh, don't say the deck's good. <laughs> You're going to ruin it for everybody. <laughs> don't say it. So you guys are breaking your own rule. You're breaking your own rule. No, no, we can. Other people can. <laughs> Yeah, we're mods. We're, we we don't let the ball yeah, We're the most modest. Um, oh, yeah, man. we've actually had that before. We've asked people to come on the podcast, and they're like, uh, "We'll come on in like three months when the deck is more mainstream." We're like, uh, <laughs> "Okay." I mean, we don't really want to yeah, talk about it. Well, and we lost interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
man. Yeah, no, I, I feel like this timing was perfect. Like, like with the yeah. challenge coming out, and now everyone's like, what the heck is, what is this deck that That's I'm fantastic. seeing? So now you can come and talk about it. That's People awesome. get to know. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, any kind of last things you want to say about the deck before we wrap up? Um, give it a chance, you know? Like, we put a lot of time into this, and if you have a rental account and you like this kind of deck... Like, if you play Snowco, like, 24-7, because that's apparently what the people who play Snowco do, um, give it a chance, you know? Uh, and if you ever need help, we're on the server. Kyle's Fire10798. I'm Alex115. Ask us anytime anything, and we'll try to help you. Because the more people who are joining the community, the more people who are getting hands on the deck, the just the better it's going to become. Yeah. And we have a very dedicated group of people and I would like to thank them personally, like in person if I could. But we have people from Europe, Asia, South America, and they all really care about this deck. And I want people to realize that there's more than just the memes behind mm -hmm. this. Like, we're not just shit posting. And I'm sorry if I curse. You're allowed you know. to say whatever the fuck you want but, here. Oh, fine. oh, okay, yeah, fuck no, it. Yeah. But I'm sorry if we Don't shit post swear. and like spam your Facebook all no, day. I'll... But there's more behind it than just like the memes. Although they work perfectly, yeah. <laughs> they are they are fantastic. You know, I um I always encourage people like so the, the Facebook page for for Leaving Legacy. I don't really consider it just it's not really for the podcast because we I mean Jerry we put very little stuff about the actual podcast on the page. For me, it's a place where we can um you know aggregate a bunch of legacy content for people who wanna who are interested in it. So um yeah, whenever you guys are streaming, whenever you guys put something out, please don't hesitate to post it on there. Um, Thank that, you. That's what it's for. That's what it's yeah, for. Awesome. You know, there's there's that's what that's the intent of it so I, I love that you guys do that and keep it up i think it's fantastic awesome thanks yeah i think alex summarized that all super well but i guess the one thing i wanted to add is i am super stoked to play some world gorger mirrors going forward because maybe they'll exist now <laughs> it'll be really interesting that, that, that was the best feeling uh, years ago when i was writing for hipsters of the coast for their brew article was i knew an article was good when i would start playing mirror matches for my like janky brew and then it would get paired against the magic online i'm like oh that's a great feeling that is a great feeling i'm just looking forward to when someone like goes for entomb animate dead and then i stop them and then go off using their Wolf Orch dragon i want it to happen it works the same way with their dragon as it does with yours <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, so you're saying uh, World Gorger Dragon is the is the communist uh, <laughs> legacy deck, you know? I think we're more of the chaotic. Uh, it's our World Gorger Dragon. It's our World. Gorger Dragon. Anyone, yeah, anyone. You just there for you're able to take it. I think we're the chaotic good. If I had to pick, That's awesome. yeah, because we're keeping the weird legacy scene alive. Yeah, there's also been two different times on stream where I was when I'm playing World Gorge Dragon and my opponent's on Gyruda and they and they cast Gyruda and then only hit my uh. World Gorge Dragon, which then just eats up all their permanents. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, World Gorge Dragon, you got it. But Kyle, World Gorge has trample, so you can't block it with an Ice Fang Codal when you're at six. Yeah, I learned that lesson too. That happened. Sorry, I had to make fun of him for that. No, you right. I did it. Awesome. Uh. Awesome. Uh, Pat, I didn't do any of the intro stuff because I realized I don't actually know how to oh, do that. Oh, should, should I do it now or should we just... I think you can just go raw right into the episode. That's fine with me. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, that's pretty no, much that's good. what we did. But what, did we have any, do we yes, have any announcements uh, One thing anything? that we forgot to do last week was I, I had promised one of our listeners... Uh, uh, goes by Darkview on uh, on uh, Discord about the pre-war legacy league that he's uh, spun up. And uh, so if, if you're interested in it, it's basically uh, – let me pull it up. Hold on. He gave me all the details. 
but it's basically um like he has like a pre-war discord so it's all like the you know going bo- up to but not including war of the spark um so it's kind of like a pre you know 2019 legacy league if people are interested in that um you can go to mtglegacy.net uh, i'm sorry hold on it's mtg yeah mtglegacy.net for the pre-war stuff um but they do like um they do uh signups where they they actually do like on camera uh matches and stuff um so i'll put that that's in the discord server as well but i'll put it on the uh the show notes as well. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, he had, he had messaged us, I think two weeks ago and we forgot to do it last week. And I want to make sure we got that in this week before, uh, before we close it out. Awesome. All right. Do we want to get into oh, scoops yeah. and poops scoops? Uh, Jerry, who do you want to scoop in a top eight this week? Uh, I want to scoop in the inventors and innovators. If anyone knows who they are, we'd love to have them on the podcast of the Ninja fairies list that we talked about last week. Cause mm. I've been playing that mm. on magic online, Pat and it has reminded me why I love the legacy format so much. That deck is so much fun. Is it just like super, it just seems like so grindy value deck. It seems like something that's right up your alley. Yeah. Well that, I mean, it feels like a Delver deck. If like Delver also said, whatever you attack with Delver, draw a card. Like yeah. that's, that's basically, what I feel it like it should like. have that tacked on to be honest. Yeah. As a Delver yeah. We player. should have that, that Delver, but that's yeah. basically what the Ninja fairies deck uh, plays with. Also what's disgusting is the, uh, infiltrator imposter or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what happens when you have two of those? They're, they stack pat they give each other the ability <laughs> so if you have two of them you don't draw two cards you draw four cards it's that's... exponential growth <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of growth that a, that, a, that a stock trader like jerry likes to see i love exponential drawing cards <laughs> it usually means there's something illegal going on but jerry doesn't care <laughs> it's not illegal if you don't exactly care. That's true. So, that is true. scoops oh. to the the people who invented and, and piloted that if, if anyone knows who they are I'd love to have them on the podcast but yeah that ninja fairies deck has been a ton of fun to play online awesome awesome uh, any poops uh poops is um no i'm gonna stay positive pat i'm staying it. positive this week good good uh how about you alex who do you want to scoop in a top eight this week um, just because they knocked us out of the spice category, I'd love to see the Naya deck, the, uh, the Naya, like, Green Sun Zenith deck. I'd love to see that just because I need to understand, like, how they did this to us. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> We're playing a six mana triple red dragon. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to start beef with anybody. No, no, oh, I like oh, it. I like man, it. Hold that. on. Hold on. The, you know, yeah. They're, no, they're over there saying, uh, I'm going to do on the spice all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we're 20% of the meta and people are calling for the dragon ban, they're going to come back to this podcast and be like, we were right. <laughs> Dude, there's like actual so many times I've seen where I'm like playing against some of my opponent's deck. I'm like, that deck is so bad. What do they think they're doing? That is like look in the mirror. Like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm like, wait. We had somebody join. Um, the server and goes, is this deck good right now? And I immediately replied, no, why are you here? <laughs> and they go, um, this deck ever and then someone screenshot, uh, they screenshotted it and now it will live forever. In my That's memory. hilarious. Um, so funny. As a quote about our own creations. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, any, uh, any poops this week? I'm going to stay positive. I, I like also, that. I, I like that move. Uh, how about you, Kyle? Any scoops? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm going to recycle my old joke here. Whoever whoever plays World Gorge Dragon against me, I, I want to let them, you know, give out give out the love a little bit, you know? Like, if you're if we because it means if someone else plays our World, World Gorge Dragon list, it means that, you know, they care. They care enough to do it. So they're getting the top eight nice, in my book. Nice. Uh, any, any poops? 
I can't imagine breaking the positive cycle here. Like, that, well, no, I'm, I'm no. gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna have only bad things to say. Nah, nah I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just gonna scoop in. Uh, I'm gonna scoop in the dead format. They had me on as a guest this week um, for their hundredth episode. I had a blast talking to them. We were it was what Sunday night where I recorded with them. Um, uh, so congrats to Ian and Tom for hitting a hundred episodes. It's a huge milestone. Um, they are they're my favorite legacy podcast. They do a great job and uh, super super happy for them. The, I think the episode came out great because I listened to it today, and uh, just wanted to, yeah want to scoop them into top eight. And I have I have no poofs this week as well. It's all uh, it's all positivity here, so that's great. Good vibes. You know, Pat, I was just thinking. I think we might have actually had the fun. person who invented fairy ninjas on. I seem to remember us doing an episode about it before. Who was really? it? Really, I don't think so. I think they were. I don't think it was like the current iteration. I think it was like Ninja Spirits or something like that. But there's been other people who have broken like the ninja mechanic. It's just it doesn't think... ring a bell. I know. I know. If we've talked to Vincent, we had Vincent on who was playing a ninja. Is deck. that what I'm thinking of, Vincent's I, Ninja List? I think it might have been. Oh, I ever seen his YouTube video about something about that. Yeah, so I, remember, I know we had Vincent on. He was playing. I think. He, I think we had him on. He was playing at um, one of the opens. With a with a ninja's deck, I th- I think we had him on. I can't, man. I don't know. We're almost at three hundred episodes. It's hard for me to remember all of them. We, uh, thank you. Yeah, we should really should. We That's should. Awesome. Uh, if any of our listeners have a uh, you know are in lockdown right now, I have nothing better to do. Maybe we could get like an Excel spreadsheet of all of our guests so they're easily searchable because I have <laughs> I don't I don't have a way to know who we've had on before. So for our for our three hundred three hundredth episode, Pat, I think we're just gonna play the audio from the movie Three Hundred, and that's just gonna be the episode. <laughs> and it's the, like the, and, but it's, we have to be on camera. We'll just get like painted abs and just be shirtless in front of the webcams, and you and I can just like uh, lip sync the entire movie. Okay. That, that way we can good. get around so, copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah. And Justin can be like the hunchback guy. Okay. I don't remember his name. I have a question. Yes. Is there a return policy if we get banned? Do we get to come back <laughs> on and be like, come on, guys. <laughs> At Wizards of the Coast, why should you do this I mean, World Gorgeous Dragon's been banned before. It could be banned again. <laughs> if it gets banned, you get yeah, yeah. you have to oh. come back on and tell us what you're going to do to break, break Legacy next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's got to be the Speaking of that, I have the fun fact about uh, Justin today. I just Oh, this. I had one too, but let me hear yours first. So, fun fact about our editor Justin is uh, when Wayne England, the artist for World Gorgeous Dragon, was uh, was painting it, he actually used Justin as the model for the so, painting. So, what? Wait. So, so, do you want to hear what my fact was today? What? What was your fun I, fact? And I swear to God, Jerry, I thought about this like when we were started this episode. Was I was gonna say uh, Justin was actually the one who suggested to Wayne England to put the mouth on the end of the dragon's wing. <laughs> Is it the wing or the tail? I always thought it's that the was the wi- tail. It's the wing. No, it's oh, the, the wing. mouth yeah. thing on his wing. But we talked about I've that. Always <laughs> for twenty years. For twenty years, this has bugged me that like. You know what? Why? Why does it have this this mouth? This extra mouth on its tail? It doesn't <laughs> make it's any. Its it's, wing. It's, uh, it's wing, on its wing. Makes, it makes more, way more sense on the wing. It makes. It may, actually, yeah. I think it makes less sense on the wing because don't, don't you want your wings to be like yeah. pretty like streamlined with not a lot of weight in them? Like they, like if you look at a bat wing, they're very very light. I can't imagine you want a dragon wing to have yes. a bunch of guts flowing through it. True. Also, I See. mean, like if it was the tail, it could also not be a mouth, but the other end. Right, right. Which Ooh. like seems like an uh, like unnecessarily painful <laughs> yeah. way fun, to lose your body waste. But fun, fun fact for Wayne Wayne England, that's not a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's bugged me for twenty years about World War the hands? The chicken hands? No, it said it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
think we can leave on that note. That's really good. Um, Alex and Kyle, if people want to get a hold of you, uh, I know they can find you on the Facebook page. Is there anywhere else you guys on Twitter or anything like that? Um, no, I'm we afraid to make it. We don't have a social yeah, yet, no. but we have a Discord server that if you join and DM us, we'll, we'll respond as soon as we can. We also have a YouTube channel, which you, you know, if you want to see our stream VODs, if you miss the streams in real time, you can go there. Or, and then obviously we have a stream where I stream World Gorge Dragon three yes. or four times yeah. a week. So if you want to see the deck in action, yeah. if you want to see some displays live instead of in a VOD, watch us play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, also, you guys, you're all over the legacy, leaving legacy Facebook groups. People can find you on there too. Mm-hmm. I know you guys post post on oh, there absolutely. every time you stream. So, yeah, you guys definitely yeah. do a great job about making yourselves available. Nice. Yep. And the uh, the stream, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. But the stream is twitch.tv slash worldgorger one one five. I like that yes. it's all on brand there. Awesome. Thanks. Well, uh, guys, thanks very much for coming on the show. It was great to have you. Thank you so much for inviting us again. We really appreciate it. And like, I. My inbox is full of people wishing me good luck tonight or for this podcast. And, you know, we really appreciate it. I I don't know what else to say. I know I've said this a lot. I don't want to get too soapy. But, like, you know, we really appreciate that we're coming here. And there's a lot of people supporting us, a lot of people believing in the dream. Uh, So I just want to give a shout out to, like, literally everyone in the server for just being awesome. Everyone's nice to each other. Everyone's kind. It's just great. It's a good time. If you want to just even just go to the meme section, man, it's just straight fire. It's awesome. So, so I, before before I wrap up all the stuff that I got to say, one of the things I want to commend you guys for just making another area, another place that's like a pot that has a positive impact on legacy. Like, I think that cultivating these little communities um, around the Internet is such a huge thing for the format. And um, when there's people like you that are such good stewards of, of a deck in particular, but also like making sure that there's a space for people to, to hang out and talk about something they're passionate about is like such a huge boon for the community. So thank you guys for setting, some, setting something like that up. It's, it's great. It's really sweet of you to say. Yeah, we, we're, we're happy doing awesome. it. It's a lot of fun. Um, all right, great. Well, um, you guys can follow the podcast at LALMTG on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Jerry at JMEE3RD. You can follow me at Pat Uglow. The stream is twitch.tv slash legacy. You can find us on Patreon if you want to support the show directly. That's patreon.com slash legacy. You can find us on Hipsters of the Coast. Uh, join the Facebook group. There's a bunch of great content there. You can only also email us, legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And as always, uh, shout out to Justin Lutz. He's our, he's our audio tech, our sound engineer. And somehow he got my phone number. I don't know how he did that, but I was pretty impressed. <laughs> that's a true story he, he texted me like two weeks ago and it came in through my email so justin's like a tech wizard somehow i don't know how that happened but oh, i've just been writing your phone number on every bathroom <laughs> stall that i've found I've got, <laughs> you know, to be honest, it was just bound to happen I've, by some I've point got, like probably 60 percent of my jump offs through that so appreciate that jerry some good no, no, yeah it's, anytime it's, uh, he writes call this number for a great legacy that's right. time yep <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry to take it there but surprise more people than that's, how, that's how we go viral Jerry yeah that's how we do it that's how awesome. we do it alright well thanks everyone for hanging out and we'll catch you all next week bye <laughs>